you're just going through the motions of life, but not fully living, then you're in the right place. Welcome to Finding Your Way with Lori and Tanya. It wasn't that long ago that we felt the exact same way. So now we're sharing what worked for us with you. We're so glad you found us. We'll bring you real life stories and tools that have helped us live more positive, intentional, and enlightened lives. Let us help you navigate your journey from where you are now to where you want to be. Pack your bags and let's go. Okay, so welcome back to another episode of Finding Your Way with Lori and Tanya. Um, we are super excited that you have found us. If this is your first time listening, we wholeheartedly believe that you have found us for a reason. There are no accidents. Um, so we hope that you get something out of this podcast and that you'll share it. And if you are not a first timer and you like listening to us, we really appreciate you being here. And we ask that you share this with anybody else you think may get something from it. So, you know, as Lori and I have explained in each podcast, what we really are doing here is taking you along our journey from where we were to where we are now and to where we want to be. Um, and in doing that, we're talking about all the things we had to do, all the processes and all the tools that we added to our toolbox along the way for this journey. Um, so today we're gonna talk about forgiveness, which is a tough one. It is a tough one, but I think when we realized that we had some semblance of control over going from being miserable every day to having a more pleasant, positive, um, better life, you know, you have to do inner work. You have to sort of get real clear on who you are right now and what has contributed to who you are right now. And so that's a lot of soul searching. And, you know, a lot of the things that we've talked about up to this point were methods to get there, whether that's through meditation or journaling or, uh, you know, all the things that we've talked about so far. And so at some point, when you start bringing up all of the truths of where you are and how you got there um at some point on that journey forgiveness is going to come into play and that can mean it can look like a lot of different things it can mean forgiving others it can mean forgiving situations it could mean forgiving yourself and so we're going to talk a little bit more in depth about what forgiveness means to us and how important we feel like it has been on our journey well and i think for you know if you think about it, there's really two forms of forgiveness, right? So there's forgiving other people for what they did to you, allowed to happen to you, for whatever happened, event happened in your past. But there's also self-forgiveness. Um, and they really and truly are equally as important and equally as hard. Yeah. Um, you know, and this in, in this episode, we're going to get a little real and raw. Uh, we're talking about some things, especially me, that um, I don't normally share. And, and so... You know, for me, forgiveness had to start at a very early age. Um, you know, I grew up, um, there always being a lot of traumatic events, a lot of events in my life. And I think that, um, I, I think I was able to forgive early on, not even realizing what that was, what that really was um, and what I was doing. But I think it, it came into play really in a complete awareness, um, starting probably with, uh, with my divorce, um, you know, 
as I've mentioned, you know, I, I, I started doing this work in one of the other episodes. I talked about, so I started doing this work and, and I was doing well and I, I saw the growth and then I kind of got a roadblock and it was the relationship roadblock. Like that was standing in my way from continuing to grow. And so I finally bit the bullet. I got, I got the divorce. Um, and, and I did see a big amount of growth. Like I, I saw some trajectory there. Um, but there was also still a stopping point. Like I felt like I was trying to, trying to stand up and something kept holding me back. And what I realized and recognized um, through, through this work was, although I had let the relationship go, what I had not completely let go of is the anger um, and the resentment. And I needed to forgive. And, and I didn't only need to forgive him. I needed to forgive myself. Um, I played a part in that in that relationship. I played a part in that divorce. Um, and so, you know, it wasn't all his fault. Um, and so I really had to get to a point where I was, and I, I did, you don't have to tell somebody you forgive them, right? You're not forgiving them for them. It doesn't mean what they did is right. It doesn't make it any less traumatic or any, any less of a big deal. Um, you know, what they did is still what they did. Um, you don't have to look at them and say, I forgive you. What you do have to do is release it in your heart. You got to release it in that shocker and say, all right, I, I, I do forgive. I learn lessons, but I forgive. Um, and so forgiving them and forgiving yourself. And, and it took me a little while. I think I forgave him first. And then it took me a little longer to, to forgive myself. Yeah, it, it's almost recognizing what you're still holding on to, whether that's guilt or shame or anger or whatever it is. And um, I'd say, like you, it, it's trying to grow, you're trying to become a better person and you do feel stuck. And it's like going inward to say, why am I still stuck in this area? Like, why, why can I not release this? And usually if you dig a little deeper, it is that you're holding on to some grief, guilt, something around a situation or a person's actions and how they, how you perceive that they treated you, how, how you feel about a situation. And, um, you know, it, it's difficult to get to the place where you understand that forgiving is for you. Like you're the only one holding on to that. Um, both parties could have things that they need to forgive, but for you, for us, for me, um, it is, what is my role in it? And what, what am I holding on to? And what am I not allowing to let go? And it doesn't mean that you forget it. It doesn't mean, like you said, that the actions uh, were, were, I mean, you can't, you can't, I don't know how to say it. it it's, it's not that the actions didn't hurt. It's not that the actions were not wrong. It, it's, am I wanting to go through my life holding on to this feeling of negativity and sorrow or grief or whatever it is, anger that's then affecting all other areas of my life and I'm not growing and getting as better as I want to get. Yeah, and, and you make a great point. I mean, it's, it's that place you have to get to. And when you do, when you finally let it go, um, you are able to start to see light in, in your tunnel. Mm -hmm. You know, 
holding on to that anger and that shame and that guilt. And, and again, it's all directed to usually someone who causes you this pain. So it's not always about something you did. Um, it's about a, someone else. They haven't thought twice about you, right? I mean, honestly, they may have created this issue or caused this pain or done this horrific thing to you, um, but they don't think about it every day. Um, they don't harbor it. And so when we hold in this type of emotion and, and, and anger and resentment, and we have that much, all we're doing daily is churning it. And, and we are bringing more of it to us and more negativity to us because it's so heavy and it's so negative. So when we finally release it, it has nothing to do with them or the act. It has everything to do with the fact that we love ourselves we are ready to move forward and we can no longer let them continue to hurt us, yeah. right? Because that's what we're doing is we're giving them all the power. They are hurting us over and over and over and daily and daily. And that action, that event, whatever is, is continuing to hurt us. And we're allowing them to continue to hurt us. And most of the time, sometimes they don't even know they hurt us, right? right? Sometimes they meant to, sometimes they didn't. And I can guarantee most of the time they have no idea that we are still stewing or upset about it. And mm -hmm. so releasing someone from that is for your benefit, not necessarily for theirs. Yeah, and it's difficult when it's people that are in your daily life, whether that's family or friends or coworkers or people that you come into contact every day, especially if they're not changing their behavior that may have hurt you. Um, you know, a, a good rule of thumb is to try to limit the amount of time and energy you spend with people who continue to, have bad behaviors and, and put you in bad situations. Um, but sometimes, you know, it's not that easy. It's not that easy to just cut people out of your life. So you have to figure out a way to live your life in a way that um, it's not condoning how they behave and everything, but it, but it is forgiven, not having an expectation that they're going to do anything differently because they may not ever, they may not ever do anything differently. They may continue to do things that hurt you, that make you angry, that um, you don't feel is the best, but it's their life, right? And so you have to figure out a way to let it go, forgive, um, sort of take responsibility for your own self and not have expectations of others that they may never meet. And if you can limit your time and energy, because it is hard to detach and to um, continuously forgive when it's in your face all the time. I think another part of that um, is remembering that or, or, or thinking about it this way. Their actions really don't have a lot to do with you. Mm -hmm. Their actions have a whole lot to do with them. You sometimes are the scapegoat. You're sometimes the one that's directed toward and you have to deal with it. But if you stop and think a minute, it really doesn't have a whole lot to do with you. Yeah. It is their own internal stuff and they are projecting it on you or projecting it on the situation you're involved in. But really and truly, it's not about you. It's about them. And so when you can take the you out of it, like Lori said, you know, you're going to have family that you can't avoid. You're going to see them during holidays. And then there are lots of times when you have to see them weekly or monthly. Um, if you'll remember, it's not about you. It's about them. It's their own stuff that you can't fix. And that great point, like, you can't control what they do. They're going to do the same thing over and over. You got to not hold them to a standard 
that is too high for them, right? Yeah. Just don't expect anything other than what you know they always give you. It's not your job to expect more from somebody else. You can walk away, you can limit time, and you can remember it's really not about you. Um, and if you can get to that point and that peace in situations and with certain people, it really will help you. Yeah, and I think most people have heard the phrase, hurt people hurt people. And so, you know, it is almost looking at, we're all connected. We're all, we're all more similar than we are different, right? And so if you come from the perspective of, wow, you know, they just really hurt my feelings. They really hurt me physically, mentally, emotionally, whatever it is, um, that came from a place of hurt within them, most likely, because hurt people are the ones that hurt others. And so it's it's that level of forgiveness and understanding that, you know, what I've heard before is that people are doing the best they can with the tools and the resources that they have at the time. I think we can all probably say, that that's not true. That's not true. People, they could do better. But again, that's then holding people to an expectation and you don't know, you might know a blip of what's going on with somebody or what has happened in their past or what has made them to be the person they are in this moment. And so that's not fair to judge others' capacity and to judge others um, what they are capable of because we don't know. We don't know that. And you're looking at them, change it up. You're looking at them through your lens, right? Mm -hmm. Try to start looking at them through their lens. Yeah. And, and when you start doing that and you take your lens away because they are not us, their experiences are not our experiences, their soul is not our soul. You know, something that we think is not a big deal, move on to them is life changing. And, mm -hmm. and that's not for you to judge. Um, and, and if you looked at it through their lens and had their experiences, maybe you go, wow, I see it now. Um, so just remember, um, you know, they're not us and their experiences are not ours and we can't hold them to our standard because they're not right. us. Um, you know, I think the second part of this is self-forgiveness, um, which is continuous, um, and can be harder sometimes than, than real, than forgiving somebody else. Mm -hmm. Um, we tend to be, I mean, you think about it, we tend to be harder on ourselves than we would ever be on a friend, um, or anybody else for that matter. Um, and so, you know, for me, I think this comes into play. Um, my dad was pretty absent um, when I was growing up and he would kind of come in and out. He, he lived in another state a long way away. And, and when he was sober and married to a, a great person, he would, he would come into my life for a couple of years. And then again, a divorce would happen and he'd be gone. And so it was kind of an in and out situation. And um, I don't doubt that he loved me very much as much as he was capable, but he was an alcoholic, um, you know, true alcoholic. And so I remember the last conversation I had was my freshman year in college in my dorm room. And he was yelling at me in a drunken stupor about owing my mom so much money in child support. And she was still after it, even though I had graduated. And so I remember us hanging up and, and for years, um, for four years, I, I carried that around. And I remember getting the phone call the day that he had had a brain aneurysm and was in the hospital. Um, and I was his only child and next to Ken and, and all the things, right? And so I went and did, did the 
godly stuff that you had to do, but I was still so angry with him and so resentful and so mad. Um, you know, my uncle took over some responsibilities for him. My grandparents did. And then eventually he had a stroke and then he had no short-term memory and it was all long-term. And so they were, he was in a, in assisted living care type facility. And I still harbored, um, all this anger because the last conversation is what I remembered. Um, and so I was so hurt still, deeply hurt. And now he was at a place in a capacity that he didn't, he didn't know, he didn't remember. Um, he passed away a few years ago. Um, during his time, I took my children to see him maybe twice, three times. Um, so they never really got to know him. Um, now he was mentally not in a great state, but he is still their grandfather. And so I eventually, right after his death, forgive him. Well, probably right before, um, during that transition time for me, because it was during the self-work, I had had made a point and I had forgiven and let it all go. Um, however, when he passed away, that's when I realized how much I was upset with myself. Mm -hmm. And it took me a little while. It was, gosh, if I had done this, if I had done that, could I help make his last days better? Could I give my boys a grandparent? Could I? And I had all these things I was so upset at myself about. And finally, I had to let that go too. Um, I didn't know better, right? You know better, you do better. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I just wasn't at that place. And so I finally had to say, I can't carry this around any longer either. And I just had to let it go. I had to drop it and say, okay. I've got to forgive myself because there's nothing I can do about it. And if I continue to carry it, it's getting so heavy. Um, and I talked to my boys about it and told them, you know, kind of a little bit like, here's what I, I really wish I had done this. And so, you know, they, they were fine, but, it, but for me, it, it helped me let it go a little bit too, that I had, mm -hmm. they did not think I had robbed them of something, um, but I let it go. And, and it really, it was very, very helpful. Um, again, in my trajectory to move forward, because that was another huge person in my life, another big relationship that I had had so much anger and resentment for. Yeah. And so it's the self-forgiveness is harder because just like we were talking about, sometimes we have expectations of other people. Well, those expectations are, for me anyway, are so much higher for myself than they are for anybody else. And that's typically what I need to forgive myself for is because I'm holding myself to a standard that is self-imposed. Like it's a self-imposed standard and even um, like holding on things for years, like you're talking about with your dad and then looking back and going, you know, I should have, shoulda, 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 woulda, coulda, you know, whatever those things are that make no sense <laughs> to go down that road, but we feel like we should have some, done something differently. But if we're all operating the best we can at the capacity we're at in that moment with the resources and tools we have in that moment, that's not fair to go back and look at yourself and say, three years ago, I should have not gotten into debt um, and beat myself up about it for three years and felt shame and and all of that about it. And um, it is recognizing when you know better, recognizing it, you have to forgive yourself and then you have to change your actions. I think right. that's the big part with me that helps me to forgive myself is I can't continue to do the things that I keep getting upset with myself about, right? Because if I keep doing the things that I'm getting upset about, 
you know, I should, it I should be ashamed. Harder harder. <laughs> it becomes harder and harder to forgive yourself. Yes, because yeah. you, if you, you forgive and take no action to do differently, then what's the point? What's the point? And so for self-forgiveness, we're all human. We all continue to make mistakes every single day. So that's why forgiving ourselves is usually a little bit harder because it is that continuous cycle. Like we're always going to have something to forgive ourselves for because we're continuously making mistakes and learning and growing. And it is looking at things that we call mistakes as a learning opportunity versus, right. you know, truly a mistake and, and getting so hung up in your head about I should have done this differently or I can't believe I beat myself up about this. Um, so self-forgiveness is just that continual process of recognizing that you're doing it you know, that you're holding on to anger for your, at yourself or shame or whatever it is and being able to realize that you're doing that, let it go and then do differently. Well, and for me, I mean, and for both of us daily, right? I mean, mm -hmm. I am daily. daily doing something that I'm going to beat myself up about. I mean, whether it's I ate too much and I knew I shouldn't have, or I ate the dessert when I knew I'm going to die. I know I've had too much. I didn't even want it. Like, and then I beat myself about, well, how would you do that? I mean, there's occasion that I drink too much wine, right? And I wake up next day going, oh, why did I do that? Like, I, it affected me tonight. It affected the, the people in my life. Like, what am I doing? Um, and then I'll spend time beating myself up about it. And then I'm like, okay, I got to let it go. Like, I can't change the past. What I can do is make a conscious effort next time to limit or not to do it at all. Like, so you've got to forgive and then put some practices in place so that you're not beating yourself up because you don't have so much to forgive. Mm -hmm. um, and I think, you know, a, a good rule of thumb too is, is to start this practice is I would say, get out your journal, get out, get out a piece of paper and write down on your list, like get real, get real quiet and centered and create a list of all the people in your life that you still have some sort of resentment for. And if it helps you, write out why. You may or may not want to write out why, but write down that list. And then start working really hard to check them off the list. And it ain't going to be overnight. You're not going to sit there with your list and go, oh, I forgive everybody. But seriously, start your list and then start working to realize and talk through, this is what they did this may be why or why not, but I can't carry it. I can't let this person continue to affect and control my life. Mm -hmm. um, and then I think you get another piece of paper out and you write down the things you need to forgive yourself for. Yeah. Um, and, and then that's another group of work, right? But one step at a time, a baby step at a time. But I think you got to know who those people are and what those events are so that you understand what you need to be working on. And typically it helps to, who, who makes you react in a negative way? Like who is the person that, if you have a friend like Tanya, that you're always calling and going, can you believe what this person did? Can it do? And it's always the similar pattern and it's the same type things. And guess what? I'm still reacting in the same negative way each time. And so it is sort of that dual um, figuring out who those people are for you, like who are those people that trigger that negative reaction that you have, but then also really looking at how you're reacting and doing some self-work to <laughs> right. get to the place where you're not having a negative reaction to anybody. I mean, that's the, that's the goal, right, is to get to a place where others' actions don't 
impact us in a negative way because we're so centered in ourselves that we realize the other's actions are not about us. That's right. So start your list. Um, start thinking about who you need to forgive. Start thinking about the items you need to check off that you need to forgive yourself for. And and really and truly, meditation helps with this. Visualization. You know, you don't have to say I forgive you, but maybe you you visualize forgiving that person in your mind. You forget. Maybe you you maybe maybe you sit and visualize them apologizing, um, and you saying I forgive you may not ever happen, but when you can put yourself in their shoes and your shoes and, and visualize that, sometimes that helps you let it go a little easier. So a lot of tips and tricks, but but honestly, this is a huge one to get closer to where you want to be. Yeah, so for me too, prayer works if you, if you like to pray. Um, and also um, not just visualizing them apologizing, but visualizing them continuing to behave the way that they behave and you not having any kind of negative reaction to it. You know, you responding in a different way, like visualizing how it, how the conversation could go differently, how your feet, how you could feel walking away from the situation where you feel good and you don't have that yucky feeling that you have sometimes when people trigger you. Absolutely. So, Listen, we hope you got something out of today's podcast. If this resonates at all, again, share it with folks that, that you think might be interested. And we hope you guys have a great rest of your week. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Finding Your Way with Lori and Tanya. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And if you hadn't already, subscribe, rate, and review this show on your favorite podcast player. You can reach us at HireNavigation.com. That's H-I-G-H-E-R navigation.com. Thanks for listening.